My name's Rad, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Greetings, folks, and welcome back to Fanholes Transformers Tuesdays, the Fanholes spinoff show where we talk Transformers all the time, every time. Uh, I'm Mike Thunderwing. I'll be your host this uh, episode, and uh, joining me tonight are... Hey, what's up? This is Derek. Derek W.C. (laughs) (laughs) Justin. Oh, hey. He's Justin. Wait, this is this is a Transformers show. What am I even doing here? Like, What's going on? I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Uh, hey guys, this is Tony. Um, don't ever bother me again. That's what Justin's gonna say. Like when this episode ends, <laughs> he's gonna throw us his headset and be like, "Don't bother me again." Or will I? I have always been more than meets the eye. So yeah, if you if you can't figure it out already, we are going to be talking about the awesome, totally stupendous, super in your face, mature like work of art called Transformers Combiner Wars. And uh it's we're talking there's multiple things called Transformers Combiner Wars and um we are going to be talking about and like I said, if you couldn't guess it, the uh eight episode mini series uh made by well i guess distributed by uh i don't even know how to like pronounce this what is it a machine machinima 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 that's it yeah okay yeah like i i don't like i've always seen it written i've never said it out loud before so yeah but um yeah they're basically like a online like entertainment like youtube channel basically and um this this show was released through the verizon go 90 app or uh, on YouTube for all non-U.S. regions. I guess, you know, if you're in the U.S., you have to watch it on Ver- that Go90 app page or whatever. Yeah, like, they basically it's based on, like, the toy line and slash, vague, very vaguely based on the toy line slash uh, comic book, like, event that IDW did, like, last year called Combiner Wars. Um, I guess it's, it's debatable how closely it's based on that, but... Um, it it, it kind of sells the toy line a little bit, not too well, but like sorta. I don't know. I guess we'll get into it. But um, in any case, uh, it's it, the showrunners for it are Eric S. Calderon, uh, George Christic, and F. J. DeSanto. Um, I've never heard of any of them before, but somewhat hilariously, uh, apparently after the negative reception of this show, a couple of these guys have um. Uh, removed it from their IMDb credits, so that's kind of funny. <laughs> really, like, yeah. I was, I was actually able to look them all up. But what, what I did was my, my first notion when I watched this was, who the fuck wrote this shit? So, so I decided to look it up, 
And what I found out was, like you said, Eric Calderon and F.J. DeSanto were the producers. Like, I guess he was listed as, Calderon was listed as executive producer. But the, the guy, DeSanto, like, he actually was the guy who gave us Grant Morrison talking with God. So for everybody who's a fan of the uh, the the Fapper mysterious sound episode, <laughs> like he's the guy who who basically helped you get that that episode of Fan Holes with the mysterious fapping noise in the background. And then the guy who's actually credited as the writer was George Christick, and like his credits like are he. Thankfully, he didn't write any episodes that I have any really strong, good feelings about, but he was a writer on Star Wars Clone Wars. He was a writer on an episode of Max Steel, Motor City, and apparently he was behind a certain infamous Bot Talker's favorite cartoon ever, Mega XLR. So uh, I, I, I found that I found that kind of interesting that that he was he was the same guy who apparently created and or wrote Mega XR or Mega's XR XLR I can't even fucking say it anyway <laughs> hilarious I so, Stephanie yes. Meyer wrote it <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into that <laughs> yeah I guess we will yeah. But no, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's like, I guess like one of them took some of the mentions of it off their Twitter account and like a couple of them like removed it from their IMDB pages after like the negative reception it received. <laughs> like it's so, that good, huh? Yes, exactly. I mean, let me let me put it in, in this perspective. Like this, this show was so bad that Justin was the one to suggest this show. Like because it was so bad he had to talk about it. And if you know anything about like the fan holes, like Justin kind of bows out of Transformer things every so often. But like it was just it was just so bad that Justin had to like talk about it. He wants to talk about it so hard. <laughs> so hard, yes. Yeah, so let me... For, let me give like I I just copied the the wiki's like brief overview of like the backstory to this like because it doesn't really take place in any continuity it takes place like in its own like you know vague interpretation of events but the wiki just wrote a short paragraph like describing the background and I'll just read that um 40 years after the conclusion of the great war on earth the Autobots and Decepticons are no more, and Optimus Prime and Megatron are relics of the past. Cybertron is at last at peace, ruled by the triumvirate of Starscream, Rodimus Prime, and the Mistress of Flame. However, the Enigma of Combination, an ancient artifact of Primus, has triggered new conflict through the creation of huge, dangerous combiners, and now Cybertron's fragile peace is in danger of collapse. So yeah, that's like that's all there is in terms of like mythology, like for this continuity, I guess basically. So, and you can't really slot it into like any existing continuity because I don't like it's it can't fit into cartoon continuity because uh, unless you want to jump through hoops and stuff, it's like Megatron's around, so like Galvatron isn't, like Starscream's alive, like Rodimus Prime is there and Optimus Prime, so it's kind of. I don't know. It, it doesn't really fit well in in any in any continuity. But yeah, but it does have a lot of those G one nods for no reason. Yeah, it, it's like it kind of it kind of wants. To, I think it kind of wants to be like. I, I bet the people want you to watch this and say like, oh yeah, this could fit into the cartoon continuity, but it can't. 
Yeah. I, I kind of felt like, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this as we talk about the individualistic episodes and everything, but I, I kind of got the notion like they, they almost thought they were too good for the cartoon or something. Like, I, I felt like even though it, it, it seemed like, you know, like imagine like Smallville fan wank, but said with like complete snark where it's like, oh, yeah. are you wearing some red and blue underwear asswipe? You know, and it was, it's like it's <laughs> yeah. supposed to be a fan <laughs> nod, but in reality it seems like they were flipping the fans in the original show The Bird, you know. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's just yeah. kind of the vibe I got from from having watched it. Yeah, like I, I totally see that. Yeah, Megatron's like, uh, "What did it used to say, Prime? Roll out!" And then like Windblade giggles, like, "Ha ha, that's stupid!" Like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, that, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of yeah, it, it's kind of backhanded flattery, yeah. yeah, almost, yeah. But before this series was released, uh, they released a series of like prelude like videos on YouTube and stuff, and I don't know, calling them videos, I guess, or movie or like cartoons are is pretty generous. They're they're basically glorified motion comics, basically. But um, I actually wrote a one word synopsis of each one of them, so I will read that to you now. Oh, um, one word synopsis? Yes, one word. Okay. Yep. There's four of them: a uh, Windblade, Optimus Prime, Starscream, and Victorion. So I I will read my summaries for them. What wasn't that the summary? <laughs> <laughs> Never you mind. Uh, but anyway, uh, Windblade, mad. Optimus Prime, sad. Starscream, glad. Victorion, fad. <laughs> that's all you need to know about. The, that's all you need to know about those preludes. I, I was saying this while you were while you were figuring out things, Mike. The, the Starscream one, for some reason, it seemed like a cologne ad. Like when he's flying through the clouds, you know, he's like Megatron, my obsession. Sit by Calvin Clyde. <laughs> you know, just I don't know. <laughs> I I actually did not know about the prelude, so I watched all eight episodes before, and then Mike mentioned before we started this that there were preludes, so I did watch the preludes, and I'm kind of glad he mentioned it because like one of my early questions when watching this is like, who the fuck is the mistress of fucking flame? You know, and I was like really kind of irate about it, and like. <laughs> At least now, like, with that Windblade thing, it's not an excuse, but at least they kind of, I don't know, they, they, they try to set her up as like, oh, she was on Caminus, and then she abandoned us to become part of the ruling council. And I went, oh, okay, fine. Like, you sort of, you sort of explained who she was in this two minutes, and I just didn't see it, but, you know, whatever. I, I By the way, since like... we just have titles, you can, you guys can now call me Captain of Beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I... I think that's like one of the biggest problems with this thing is that it's like unless you've been reading the comics, like you're going to be totally lost. And, and um, even though I had been reading the comics, like I, I was still kind of like scratching my head because so like the Mistress of Flame, I remember her being introduced, but it's like they never really like explained it well enough to me. I'm like, OK, she's like the leader of this planet. And then, OK, what like what's. What's her role in this? Like, what's her connection to the other Transformers? I like all, all I had was like questions about her. I was like, why is she so important? Like, why is she even in this? Like, they they didn't explain her in the comics that well, or at least when when I quit reading the it. they didn't really explain uh, that much about her in this. And it's like, okay, if you're gonna do four little um, 
preludes to like get ready for this series instead of like giving some like wishy-washy like exposition like you know prime is sad like instead of doing that maybe just set up the backstory for all this and explain some of these things a little bit better because it just kind of like throws you into it and you're just kind of like okay what's going on it's like okay these guys are fighting in space and this girl transformer is angry go and i was like okay well (laughs) i kind of know what's going on because i read the comics but if you're just like okay like i like transformers and i like you know the the cartoon and the toys i'm gonna watch this you're gonna watch this and you're gonna be like oh i what's going on wait and and it's so terrible and you're gonna quit watching it well, you, you know what's bad when, like, uh, on one board I was reading the reaction to on this, like, someone was like, you know, the thing I'm looking forward to most is seeing how many times the Mistress of Flame, like, bonks her little staff next episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and then someone made, like, a super cut of it, like, when the series was done. I, I her, saw. Like, donk, donk, donk. I <laughs> saw you posted it. That was kind of funny. Prime doesn't think like Know your place, city speaker. She was just there to have the Magnus Hammer, as far as I could tell. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. The piddly one, too. But, yeah, yeah all very valid criticisms. And Okay, well, I guess, you know, I, I, I wrote a summary for each episode, and they're only about, like, a paragraph or two long. So, I mean, I guess we'll just go through it, like, that way. And, you know, obviously we have a lot to criticize, but if we do encounter something we like, we'll we'll say it, you know. Don't don't expect that to happen too often, but we will say it. So yeah, so uh, let's let's get. Does anyone have anything else to say about the preludes or anything, or did you want me to get into the series? Okay, silence is consent. Um, anyway, episode one, the fall. Uh, we open above the planet Caminus. Computron and Menasaur spill out of a space bridge, fighting furiously. They crash into the planet's surface, and Menasaur emerges as the victor of the battle, offlining Computron. Menasaur is confronted by former city speaker Windblade and her comrade Maxima, who desperately desires Superman's hand in marriage. Uh, enraged <laughs> by the presence of the Combiners, Windblade and Maxima attack Menasaur, but Maxima is killed in the attempt. Windblade slices Menasaur into pieces, and the dying Combiner accuses her of being the same as him, nothing more than a killer. Menasaur's last words are to boast that the Council on Cybertron is going to use the Enigma of Combination to create more Combiners. Determined to stop this, Windblade prepares to travel to Cybertron. So yeah, that's the first episode. And I, I, I kind of like unveiled this episode, much to the horror of the rest of you, like yes. a couple weeks ago, I think. And I was like, man, you guys gotta watch this. Like, this is so bad. You know, I, I couldn't believe it, and I was watching this, and I was like, this, this can't be like an <laughs> official thing. This has to be like a fan film because, like, I, I feel like a thirteen-year-old kid wrote this because he's like, okay, uh, Minasaur and Computron are like they're in space, and they're like they're hitting each other over and over so hard. I was like, that because that's like the first minute. Like, that's all it is. It's like they're just hitting each other over it, and over so hard. It is uncanny how shitty flash animation and crap pacing can make two gigantic robots beating the fuck out of each other while plummeting from space absolutely, utterly boring. Like, I swear (laughs) to Christ, it's like... (laughs) 
And you're just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? It's like, are you going to fucking land? Like, what the fuck? I don't know, dude. It's, it's like, and obviously, like, somebody fucking, like, we talked about all these backhanded sort of compliments or whatever. Like, somebody is not a fanboy of fucking Computron or nerds or whatever. Cause it's just like, yeah, when, I must when, say, you guys are nerds. You don't get it. <laughs> when, 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 when Menasaur punches in Computron's face and like basically kills him, he's just like, shut up nerd. You know? And I'm just like, what? <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that's, I don't know. Like, like I, I, I guess we are like, you know, I, I'm pretty critical, especially like I think I watched the first two episodes of this when Mike posted them and then I just stopped. Like I stopped watching it because yeah. it was like I was like, this is not. And and I guess what Justin's saying is it's I, I do find it interesting because I guess because it's on, you know, a, you know, distributed by, you know, machinima or whatever and like supposedly like that's you know some kind of official channel but but i feel like you kind of got to remember like those street fighter things that they distributed weren't exactly i mean they were you know kind of given the stamp of approval but it seemed like it was like a fan thing given the stamp of approval and i kind of feel like this is the same way because if you look at like most of the voice actors, I mean, the guy who's prime is, like, the guy who does honest trailers, right? I mean, yeah. you know, like, so it's, like, if you look at, like, all these say, guys say. who do all the voice acting, I mean, it's not, like, I, I think maybe a couple of the females have, you know, maybe some legitimate credits. But if you look at most of them, the guy who does Megatron's voice, like, was in some kind of Nightwing fan film or some shit. And, like, if you look at, like... The guy Starscream is terrible. Yeah, I mean, if you look at all of them, like they've got a lot of sort of quote unquote sort of popular internet, you know, web series credits attached to their names. And then, you know, some of the guys, I think like the guy who plays Rodimus is like he's got a bunch of video game credits and stuff like that. So it seems like a little more legit, you know, in comparison to some of the other VAs. But I mean, I, I feel like this is kind of like the bastardization you know, where it's like, oh, it's kind of official, but it's kind of like bad fanfic, you know, like and, and speaking of voice actors, not to single anybody out, but man, Menasaur's fucking voice actor is fucking atrocious. You here to talk at me? I don't do that anymore. Works for me. Never was much of a talker. Like it doesn't it doesn't no, fit. What are you talking about? It's it, awesome. It doesn't fit the role, it doesn't fit the character. I mean he just I don't know, he sounds like a little spoiled kid or something and, and I don't know, like I just I, I I'm definitely not feeling that at all. Yeah, and I like how whoever was doing Computron decided to go with like a Domo Arigato, <laughs> Mr. Roboto voice. Like, holy shit, dude. Like, could you get any less subtle than like a hammer, basically? But What uh, is I love? Know. I love yeah, and let's let's talk a little about Maxima. Like, cause clearly she was introduced just to like, you know, a, a high end die character, basically. Um oh, she she does yeah, well, she's basically Windblade's design with, like, a new head, basically, like, just to save them on, you know, budget, with what little budget they had, and then, like, you know, she's instantly killed, and, like, I, I guess we're supposed to feel bad about her. I just feel like if you look at, like, the, the common social justice warrior mantra of how, you know, you know, women in refrigerators or whatever kind of comic trope you want to point to. Like, it's interesting that 
that can still happen even in a series where the protagonist is a female. Do you know, like, in other words, mo most, most male writers would be either crucified or judged for like, oh, look, Kyle Rayner, you know, like, you know, has a girlfriend. Well, the girlfriend's kind of pointless, except for the fact that Major Force kills her and sticks her in a refrigerator. And that's where the terminology comes from, right? But essentially, Maxima is created to be refrigerated for Windblade, essentially. And, like, I, I kind of have strong feelings about this entire sequence. Like, one, if combiners are so fucking great, if combiners are so fucking powerful, like, how awesome can they possibly be if they get beat up by Maxima and Windblade? So part yeah. of it is, look, they're trying to set up combiners are super tough. Look, they killed this Maxima chick who's like this badass, you know, female warrior. But then Windblade, like, totally owns Menasaur. So I'm kind of like, and, and, and yeah, maybe I'm going to be a little misogynistic, but I'm kind of like, wait a minute. So Menasaur is an awesome, badass combiner who just gutted in the face of another powerful, awesome combiner. But then a girl, like, does a super ninja slash or whatever and is this badass liberated Transformer girl and, like, owns him. So then I'm like, well, how awesome can Gestalt's, how powerful can they be if they can get beat up by one girl Transformer, right? And then, like, on top of that, like, if Windblade is going to be this no-nonsense, like you said, you know, Windblade, you know, mad, or whatever the one one syllable description <laughs> of her prelude is, if Windblade is this badass, no-nonsense chick who can totally kick the ass of this epic, you know, gestalt combiner, like, what happens immediately after Maxima dies? She just sits there, like, crying over Maxima. So I'm like, wait a minute, doesn't that completely undermine the character setup if she's supposed to be this, like, super take-charge, like, no-nonsense chick to just have her default to the stereotype of, my friend died, now I'm going to cry poorly because I'm a shitty VA, and then, you know, like, who, who cares about gender roles, right? Like, it's like they're trying to defy gender roles, but then they immediately go back to type and have her, like, cry. And, like, I don't know if it's a combination of the shitty animation and, you know, maybe I'm putting too much blame on the, the voice actress or whatever, but both of those things combined, like, do not sell the scene. Like, I don't feel sorry for her. I don't think it holds any emotional weight like i i think that entire scene is pretty awful i was thinking about it too and i was like man like that's that's kind of lame that she can just take out minister like that and, you know basically what you were saying derek you know it, it's kind of pointless it's like you're trying to sell them as a threat and then she does it pretty easily but then i was thinking about it i was like well you know diatlas pretty easily took out Preda King, so maybe it's kind of like in the same ballpark as that. That's that's kind of how I justified it in my head, even though they're like totally different characters and like Dialysis is like way would be way stronger than her or whatnot. But that was like that's kind of how I justified it in my like head thoughts. Yeah, no, I mean I, I was I don't mind her being a badass, but I I just thought it was funny that like she's a badass and then immediately after she's a badass, then she like starts crying. So I'm just like, well, wait a minute, like you're trying to you're trying to defy my expectation of the gender role, and then you immediately like like basically 
rubber band snap back into what my expectation would be if I'm this, you know, quote unquote misogynistic male, you know, like and then now she's just sitting there crying and it's just like, all right, well, you know, I don't know. It just, it just seems like, again, like the writing is not quite, quite up there with, with the best of them. It's like it, it well, it goes against, I, I feel like it goes against what Windblade was initially like debuted as like, she was kind of like a, like sort of like a, diplomat like she could fight but she was sort of like you know a diplomatic person like a reasonable like kind of person and in this they event they must have like you know just been like oh well, we're gonna make her badass so you know they drifted her basically like when she was introduced <laughs> into like idw comics i was kind of like oh well i guess she's not so bad i mean she it's a new character so they have to plug her and her whole deal was she could talk with metroplex and no one else could so i was like okay well you know and it's not like she was hogging screen t or panel time or you know like making herself like look good and, and making other characters look bad but in this that is the case like she comes yeah she she beats up an established like g1 guy like nothing and you know she goes on a like rampage of revenge and i'm gonna kill them all and like I don't know. It, I, I did not yet care for her portrayal in this series in general. Yeah, I mentioned like Stephanie Meyer like being the writer as a joke, but my God, Wimblade is such a Mary Sue character in this series. You will see more of this as it goes along, but just she is a specialist little snowflake. She is she is the most coolest transformer in the world. And, like, she gets to hang with, like, some big names that we'll, again, talk about later. But, yeah, like, we see Computron and Minasaur fight. And then, like, you know, the first thing is if you like Computron, sorry, he's he's fucking dead in, like, you know, three minutes. And then if you like Minasaur and you're like, yeah, Minasaur got, you know, a little bit of shine. No, he's dead, like, you know, two minutes later. And, I, you know, this is kind of like one of the, like, Derek's tropes that he hates in comics. Where a, a new character, and Windblade is still relatively new. She's like a couple years old in the comics, but for a lot of fans, she's still kind of new. Here comes this new girl, and like, it doesn't even matter that she's a girl. It's like a new character gets to totally slag an established character in like two seconds. And I mean, it's not even just one character. Like, Minasaur is made of five different, like, you know, robots. He's a super warrior. You know, like, even like regular, like, Transformers who are like, well-known like Optimus Prime and Megatron have trouble fighting Gestalt. You know, the Dinobots get their ass kicked by a like, Devastator all the time. But Wimbledon, she can cut that bitch in like three seconds like with two sword swipes. It's just like, oh, you're too OP. I, I, I already don't like you. <laughs> well, it's like, like in the comics, like I'd say she'd have trouble fighting like Motormaster on his own, like basically. Yeah. But like, yeah, like or even any of the other four. But this, she, yeah, she just kind of, like Derek said, it's like, the, the series is called Combiner Wars, and in the first, like, five minutes, you show that, like, one of these, like, super powerful things can just be sliced up like nothing. Like, that's yeah, not, like, well, it's selling like, the threat. And that doesn't help that, like, the first minute or so, I'm bored out of my mind when I should have been excited by watching two Combiners beat the fuck out of each other. So it's like, first off, you lead off with, like, a minute of, okay, this is boring, like... I'm not interested in this. And then you and then you end with like what do they do? They kill a girl and then a girl kills them. You know, and I'm just kind of like, all right, like that's that's kind of I I I mean it, and and then I I think maybe it's important to note just for future discussion that 
before Menasor finally dies, he he mentions that the council has that enigma of combination, and he's basically saying they're going to use it to build an army of combiners. Like it's almost like a threat or a sort of veiled reference as to what what is to come. But I I, I feel like the council and i guess we'll talk about this like it's it's sort of ill-defined like well what what is your fucking plan with this artifact exactly like it seems like everybody sort of has their own ideas and it seems to change from episode to episode about what exactly is going to be done with it and it never really stops changing until the end of the series there's a lot of hemming and hawing like oh we're gonna do this no we're gonna do this well we might do this so yeah, I guess I mean I guess that's the first episode, and I it ends on like a still shot of like Optimus Prime's like face. Because like, in case what the fuck was that? In case yeah. in case nobody knew it was Transformers, this is fucking Transformers. Yeah, well, it's like it's like it, it, I feel like it was almost like you know, and guess who's showing up like next time? Like Optimus Prime. Wow, he hasn't shown up in forever, like in any Transformers like show or something. Like, and except for the fact that he has, and like in every show, like every time, it's like uh, it's like Justin said, it's like it was written by a thirteen year old. It's like oh, I had this cool like battle, and then who's there? Optimus Prime's there too. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you want to move on to the next episode? Anyone have anything to say else to say about the fall of your expectations? It already started off terribly. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, let's let's move on to episode two, titled "The Council." On Cybertron, Starscream wastes precious episode time doing a <laughs> slow fly over the planet before arriving at the Citadel to meet with his fellow Council members. The Mistress of Flame wants to wipe out all the combiners, and Rodimus wants to use the Enigma of Combination to make more combiners to aid in planetary defense. But Starscream nobly argues against these notions, not wanting another war to reignite. Windblade watches this meeting through a sniper scope, preparing to destroy the Enigma of Combination when the Council reveals it. But as soon as they open up the compartment that houses the Enigma, and she fires, someone knocks her aim off causing her to hit Starscream in the shoulder instead. The Mistress of Flame and Rodimus slowly walk over to Starscream to tend to his wound, as Windblade turns to see Optimus Prime looming over her. End episode. <laughs> so yeah. So this this made me stop watching it until we decided to discuss this for tonight. Like, this is fucking terrible. Like, it's out of yeah. sync. The sound effects don't match what's on the fucking screen. Starscream is flying around, and it's like, it doesn't even, it, I, I, I don't know, the, the sound effects just Justin, sound shitty. Justin, they, I want to I wanna apologize to you. We, like, made fun of the Enterprise's, like, beauty shots in the motion picture. Starscream's fucking beauty shots of him flying up to the Citadel and floating down. That was ten times worse than anything they did in the motion picture as far as the beauty shots. Man, like, <laughs> this... Like, Cy Cybertron was desolate in Beast Machines, but at least there was a reason for it. Like, holy crap, dude. This is like an empty city. 
Yeah, people often make the comment <laughs> that, like, the council, these three guys, like Starscream, Rodimus, and the Mistress of Flame, like, they're the only motherfuckers on the whole planet because you never see <laughs> anything else going on because they, I guess, don't have the budget or whatever it is to make more character models or extras or backgrounds or whatever it is. But I, I'm just going to keep hammering the fucking voice acting shit, too, because it's like, it, 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 even if I'm doing it in their defense. It's like these poor VAs, they aren't even told what the fuck this story is about, what the fuck's going on, and they're putting, like, rooms together, and there's, like, echoes in the room and shit, and it's, like, all crappy. It was like, hey, dude, dude, you're really hot. Like, can you, like, just record this dialogue in a bathroom real quick? Okay, thanks. Why? Like, that's really what it fucking sounds like to me, and and it just is is, you know... And then, you know, yeah. Mike, Mike hinted at it, but I, I, I just need to get this off my chest. Like, the sniping of Starscream from Windblade is fucking hilarious. I mean, it's like, okay, <laughs> so Prime, like like he said, Prime throws off Windblade's aim, and the shot's not fatal to Starscream. Now, what, what I took it as was the intent was that this was supposed to be like a dramatic slow motion and it, they, they thought, dude, this is going to totally increase the tension because we're going <laughs> to slow everything down. But what it ends up playing out like is that like Rodimus Prime and the Mistress of Flame, like like they're freaking retarded Get and they have, like a, they have like a 60 second time delay on everything that happens because it's like, it's like, Starscream gets shot. And then, like, 60 seconds later, Rodimus is like, Starscream. And then, like, 60 seconds after that, <laughs> like, the mistress is like, there was an attack. Sound the alarm. <laughs> and then I'm just like, wait, what the, what, what the, what is, no, that doesn't, that doesn't even fucking compute at all. It's like, dude, dude got shot. And it's like, it's just sitting there like, Starscream, you know, it's like, what? <laughs> like, what is this shit? It's, it's like Rod Rodimus turned around and he was like, "What happened?" And <laughs> Mistress of Flame is like, "Somebody set us up that someone shot Starscream." Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like they're like, "Damn, dog." <laughs> <laughs> Rodimus, Rodimus was like slowly. He was like. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> slowly, like slow down. Oh. Rodimus is like continually having a stroke during the whole series. Just like, oh, I get it. You, you know, you were shot. You, you know how you know shit is serious, and this is a badass fanfic written by like a thirteen-year-old. Because when Prime shows up, his windshields are cracked, motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. They're both cracked, so you know shit's real because his windshield. I, I also, I also like how like after he knocks her aim off and she like takes a swing at him and turns around, then she can't find him again and like so he can like emerge from the shadows dramatically. <laughs> like so, what did he like like take a, do a runner like all the way back into the shadows and come back? Well, bye. <laughs> He's like, can't see me. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Show yourself. His name is Optimus Prime. Kind of like Derek, this was like 
this is where I like kind of stopped watching after you showed this to us. But like I kept I kept thinking about it. I was like, why was it so bad? Like, and why didn't they like fully explain things? Like this whole like Mistress of Flame. Like, can you like explain it to me who she is? Like, explain it to me like I'm a two year old. Like, who who is she? Like, what who, what is she supposed to be? Like, what's her role? Because like I kind of quit reading the comics after a while. Or did well, they ever like set it up? She's the leader or the, you know, the head representative of the planet of Caminus, mm-hmm. which is where Windblade comes from, right. basically. And they, they call her the Mistress of Flame because they their religious belief is called the Way of the Flame. And uh, like uh, it, the flame is basically the Matrix. So they, they believe Prime is some kind of messiah, basically. But none of that comes across in this. So yeah. her whole name and shtick are completely useless like here. Like it, it doesn't come across at all. Like, hey guys, she's a girl. Well, it's almost—it's almost like count. It's—it's it's like her character is like counter to what she is in the comics here, because here she's like she doesn't want anything to do with Optimus Prime or anything. So yeah, they, they could have at least took one of those preludes and maybe like explained some of that, because like I said, like even though I had read the comics, I was still like confused about some of these things. Like I knew about the Enigma combination and like. You know, I know about Windblade and all this stuff, but I was like, wait, this this doesn't make sense to me. Like, why? And I keep coming back to it. I was like, why is this so bad? Like, I was like, this is so bad. Like, I have to talk about it. The most memorable thing about this character will forever be from this point about the number of times she thonked her staff (laughs) in this show, basically. So. (laughs) And and even though. To reiterate, Starscream's VA is horrible. Like, I don't know what the guy was going for. Like, like uh, the, the the honest trailers guy. Like later on, he doesn't really talk like this one. He talks next one, but he sounds kind of like Optimus. I mean, not great, but it sounds like a bad impression of Optimus. This just sounds like I don't. I mean, like he sounds like that guy you know. That you know isn't gay, but everybody when they meet him says, "Oh, he's really flamingly gay." And it's like, no, that's just his voice. And it's like he sounds really gay. It's like, no, no, he's not. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that, but it just sounds like he's very, he's, he's more effeminate than I've ever heard Starscream be. Those were different times, Mistress. I don't the well, what happened? Like the prelude that featured Starscream in this episode. Starscream has no malicious intent at all, like in the prelude or this episode. So I was like, oh, is he going to be a good guy in this? And then like my immediate thought after watching this episode is watch, he's going to betray them at the end. And they're, they're playing this like completely wrong, like where it's going to be like a Jeff Loeb mystery where it's like, you know, I totally fooled you, even though I didn't give you any clues, (laughs) like, and just like switched gears, like on a total whim or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's pretty awful. It's a fucking yeah. mess. <laughs> and they never really explain what the enigma of combination is. Yeah. Like in in the pre one of the preludes, they kind of say it's like an artifact of Primus, I think, which which still doesn't really explain anything. But all you know about it is that it makes combiners, and I don't like. It feels like there's a huge chunk of context like missing, basically. That if you didn't know anything about like Transformers, all you know from what you've seen so far is that combiners are big guys that like cause a lot of destruction and the council has a device that makes them basically. And they're arguing whether to use it. And it's like the, the argument is 
we can either use it to destroy all of them or make more of them. You know, and, and, you know what, and you're kind of like, you know what? I don't, they don't even know what it is. I mean, they don't even know what it is. No, I, I just, I, I don't even get the logic too, because it's like, all right, there were two combiners fighting at the beginning. The show is called combiner wars. They don't want this to go on on the planet. So they have a device and you're like, that makes more of them. And yeah, okay, Rodimus is my boy, but he's a fucking moron in this. Like he, he's like sitting there going, "Well, let's make an army of them to stop them." And I'm like, "Well, clearly, it's not working out so well. Like, like with the two that you have. So like, why would making more like help matters?" And then and then I'm like, "If it's as easy as just using it to turn them all off." Why don't you just fucking do that? <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. Like, I don't. That, that's why I was saying. And then like, it's like, well, it's sense. like, it's like, it's like Starscream is the one that argues against that, where he's like, that's genocide, like to 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 kill all of them and whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm like, I I don't know. I can't even defend like or, or defend or explain anyone's motivations in this scene, basically. Yeah. And it's not yeah, even the, like these the, these the what they express here remains consistent for the rest of the show either. So yeah, it's like the three council members are standing in front of the uh, uh, you know the enigma of combination, and they're just like, there it is. Yep, what's it do? I don't know. Is it dangerous? Probably. Can we use it? Who knows? It's like what the fuck is like. Huh? Why you why are you asking me? Uh <laughs> Do you know what it does? No. <laughs> I just found this in a trash can when I was walking over here today. <laughs> even even the 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 headmaster the the headmaster's dub has like more purpose in its like dialogue than this does basically. Uh. Well, at the end, Starscream does say, "I will betray you soon. Goodbye." <laughs> no, Goodbye. And they tell you exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what Starscream needed to say. Like, and then Mistress of Flame could have been like, "I better keep an eye on him." Mm. <laughs> thunk. <laughs> thunk, thunk. Okay, so yeah, like, are we done with this episode? Can we move on to the next one? Anyone I'm else done, have anything to say? I'm done with the series, but we got to keep going. <laughs> let's. Okay, yeah, let's keep powering on. Okay, um, episode three, the duel. Windblade attacks Optimus Prime in a bloody rage, and the former Autobot leader matches her blow for blow. He finally gets Windblade to divulge her purpose for being on Cybertron, to destroy the Enigma of Combination before the Council can use it. Optimus agrees that the Enigma must be destroyed and will help Windblade in doing so, but they will require the help of someone who possesses enough firepower to pull it off. So yeah. Um... <laughs> This was a pretty. This was a pretty uh, awkward fight scene, I'd say. Um, Pushy yeah. versus Optimus was a shitty fight. Um, the 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 whoosh sound effects in this were fucking awful. I hate all the like. This is th that whoosh sound effect is what should be playing when Ben Riley like whooshes away and finds out he was the fucking clone <laughs> or whatever because the sound effect is terrible. That again, they're trying to go for this whole. Look, dude, it's dramatic slow-mo. Like, like this crappy-ass fucking animation wishes it was fucking Spartacus, and it is not. It's like these clunky-ass robots doing this, like, Spartacus slow-mo wannabe thing, and it's, like, failing. I, I think Windblade's kind of a hypocrite in terms of if you try to get into the story, where she's, like, basically calling out Autobots and Decepticons as, like, 
you know, murderers and killers in a four million year war. But then Prime immediately turns it back on her and says, well, you're obviously a killer, too. And then she's like, oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to stop all the violence with violence. You know, and then and then my favorite part is when she busts out the, the super turbine engine superpowers where she's like doing this whole, you know, wind blast and, and Prime's got to like, you know, force his way through the wind blast because he's Prime and he's awesome. And it's like when Prime is working his way through the wind shear, it just kind of sounds like he's taking a dump. He's like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, no, you're not, you're not going through the wind shear, dude. You're just, you're taking a grunt on a toilet, which again, puts more credence to my theory that some of this was recorded in the bathroom somewhere. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, like Tony, like I was going to say, like, I, I would agree that John Bailey, like does a, a decent job of trying to sound like Peter Cullen, but I think he, he tried too hard to work, do his impression right. And like, instead of act. So like, I, like I, I wasn't a yeah. big fan of his interpretation of prime really. Yeah. He, he had one he was, line that really didn't land at all. Like it's like he, for a moment, like he, he dropped it. it. The line was, why were you trying to kill Starstream? And it's like, he said it kind of quickly. So I guess he like, he wasn't in his like his flow or his groove when he was acting, but like it totally. If you go back and like rewatch that scene, you can see it, like it doesn't send anything at all like he was trying to do. Like it doesn't send anything remotely similar to like his previous like uh, prime imitation. He kind of like he 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 slurs his s's too like or like but he does like pulls a Sean Connery sometimes when he like Starscream. like says s yeah he's like Starscream. Starscream has the enigma combination. It's nice know, to know like, that I can be Optimus Prime with an oscillating fan though if I need to. Jesus Christ, what the <laughs> hell was that? <laughs> oh, oh oh oh! As far as G one nods though. Because Prime has a gun, he decides to use his axe hand for more than meets the eye, which I didn't fucking get. It's like, oh yeah, I, I feel yeah, like that was that was you know trying to go for like fanboy wank points or something, but I, I don't know that it worked for me. Like, I mean, I mean, I, I can sit there and go, oh, ooh, it's the laser axe, the orange laser axe, and I'm like, all right, like now what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's there. I, I'm still. I'm super confused. Like, at this point, I was super confused as to what is stopping Prime from just going to the council and saying, yo, the Enigma, like, cut it out. Like, stop using it. Like, they have to go behind their backs and even recruit Megatron, basically, because obviously that's who he's referring to at the end, which is another, like... Worst teaser ever is, like... He's yeah, like, oh, and like, what person has that kind of firepower? And everybody in the room's like, Megatron. <laughs> yeah. Even that, I feel like, was a poor attempt at, like, fan wank or something, where I was like, what, you mean, like, no one else can pick up a fusion cannon or something? Like, that, it's it's not like this is, like, Dragon Ball Z or anything. It's, like, not, it's, like, Transformers do have, like, special abilities, but, you know, some, like, Bumblebee can pick up Megatron's fusion cannon and do the same <laughs> amount of damage as Megatron can, so. You know, you know what else, though? It's like, like we've discussed. I mean, I, I know it will hurt your head, but if you follow the train of thought, right, like, what can they do with the Enigma of Combination? They can either create more combiners or commit genocide on all the combiners. I mean, we're kind of settled. Like, that's that's what they can do, right? 
Well, I mean, does Prime think that Rodimus is going to commit genocide on the Combiners, even though he suggested it? But Prime kind of doesn't think that, right? So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of at a loss of like, okay, so, so Windblade is Mads. And it's like, and, and, and what's funny is like, I, I kind of like Prime's reaction at first. It seems like a genuine reaction. And, and I know you guys might laugh, but my favorite part in this is when Prime tells Windblade to go home. And I'm just, yeah. I'm just kind of like, and I, I don't mean it in a funny way. Like I mean it in kind of a genuine way. Like I, I kind of feel like, like, cause he, she's basically saying like, oh, you're a warmonger. Like you've been a warmonger yeah, yeah. for four million years, and it's this accusatory tone. And like, it's not anything that I'm a particular fan of. But it, it would almost be like, you know, some kind of protesting millennial today telling some kind of, you know, war hero that he's a warmonger and the soldier just basically saying, okay, protesting millennial, like, please go home, not because he's, like, looking down on them, but more like, don't don't go down the roads that I've had to go down because it won't yeah. be a good thing for you. Like, I, I suffered for you, so you don't have to do this. But yet she's kind of this plucky poochie character like no it doesn't matter i'm gonna keep doing it you know and, and doesn't even really appreciate the sacrifice you know and, and so like i i, I and, and i'm kind of at a loss to like okay so what you know kind of like what mike was saying going back to what he brought up like what exactly are they going to accomplish by going after the enigma here like what's what's the end goal you know and it, and it always seems to change depending on what's going on with the enigma yeah yeah and yeah like prime is like the only one who seems like he is there just to be there like he doesn't seem to actually have a role except to be optimus prime in this story and yeah i understand that that's pretty much his role in a lot of stories but he's supposed to be a leader he's supposed to be a guy who people respect so I agree with Mike, you know, like, why wouldn't he, like, just go up to the council and be like, bitch, because I'm Optimus Prime, you know, Mistress of Flame, Matrix, you you follow this shit. Listen to me, I know what I'm talking about. But he's like, no, I got to, like, do some Call of Duty shit later on, because I, 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 like you said, Derek, it hurts your brain. <laughs> and, like, I get, I get he's supposed to be in exile, too, but, like, can he be so far out of the loop that he hasn't seen, like, these combiners running around trashing things, like? It feels like the way they, they talk, it's like a like epidemic or something where it's like, you know, the combiners are such a threat that we have to destroy all of them. It's like, can he surely he's noticed something by now. Yeah. He, he should just walk in there and be like, combiner wars is canceled. We can all go home. <laughs> we can all go home. <laughs> you have trains and boats and cars that form together, but it's OK. We can all go home. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And, and, and to reiterate. Windblade, each episode gets to be a more, like, annoying Mary Sue character. She's just... Uh, I, I just hate those kind of characters. I hate the character who, like... And it could be a, a Bobby Sue or whatever they call it, the, the male version. Like, the one who, like, has to be the special one, who has to be so cool. Because, I mean, really, honestly, like, do, does anybody think Windblade could really stand up to Optimus Prime, give him that much of a fight? I mean, I'm saying no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, they try to paint it like she can hold her own with Prime, 
and and even later you know the the way maybe megatron treats her as well you know like that that it's like oh you know she's a part of the boys club or whatever but i mean i there is that like you're saying that mary sue aspect of she she killed a gestalt combiner and now she's basically making optimus prime take pause you know and it's just like all right all right you know like i get it you know okay so you want to move on to the next episode hell yes okay, let's, let's keep the let's keep the hate train rolling yeah okay <laughs> hey, so. I, i've said something nice and we've only gone through three that's true episodes, yeah yeah so. and I'll, I'll be saying some nice things in a short while probably but um the next episode episode four is titled unforgotten uh elsewhere on cybertron i assume because they don't tell you exactly where it is but uh, Megatron fights some of the Constructicons in a ruined gladiatorial ring. He easily defeats them and notices Optimus Prime stepping into the ring with them. The two have a brief skirmish as Optimus attempts to explain that Cybertron is in danger again, but Megatron is fairly uninterested and unconvinced with Prime's motives. It is only when Windblade says that the Council is planning on using the Enigma of Combination and sucker punches Megatron that he agrees to come with them, on the basis that he hates Starscream more than either of them. Unbeknownst to the departing trio, the Constructicons are not pleased with this turn of events, and they express that displeasure with a bunch of Minicon beeps. <laughs> beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> it's like the, the subtitles for those Minicon beeps should have been like, we don't, ha we don't have the budget to have voices. Like, beep, boop, 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 boop. First of all, well, I will say, out of all... Okay. I think you were going to say the same thing I was going to say. I was just going to say that, like, I think the guy who voices Megatron is, like, the most convincing actor in this entire thing. Yeah, yeah Megatron is the best character in this whole series. I, I think Megatron is the best thing about this entire series. Yeah, like, yeah. I, for my notes, like, I have just three words written down for this episode, and it's Rival Fusion, Sagoy! Because, like, I... I was like, man, the first three episodes were just garbage. But then this, I was like, oh, cool, Megatron. I was like, oh, they're yeah, just going to make He it. injected some life into this. <laughs> oh, I like you. I think the plot is still about as subtle as a Jeff Loeb comic, but... You know, like that. Like obviously, there was no, there was no surprise. It was like, look at that shadowy figure. Who could it be? Oh, it's Megatron! What a shock! You know, and, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and even, even when you're there, you're like, oh, geez, is Optimus Prime going to ask Megatron for help? Like, and is this headed towards a rival fusion? I, dare we hope? You know, like it, it was, it was like super kind of obvious. But I, I think uh, the stuff that I liked about it was it, it, it definitely seemed to call back to the whole i mean I, I guess you would have to have read the comics to maybe appreciate this but i mean it was a definite call back to megatron being a gladiatorial fighter and that after he was exiled and he wasn't in charge of the decepticons basically he would just sit around all day like beating the fuck out of constructicons or whoever he wanted you know and gladiatorial bouts and stuff like that and i i did really like that sequence i mean it's not like it was the greatest of animation but i like the notion that he was just like moving and jabbing around like a boxer in the arena like he was just kind of doing his thing and i i i did kind of like that yeah. when when him and prime were sparring like that was probably like that little sequence of them having a sparring match was probably one of my favorite moments in the episode and then of course you know to the chagrin of everybody's favorite 
you know, in your face, Windblade. You know, I, I did I did love it when, when you know, he, first he tells her to keep up the good work, and he's like, I meant the killing, not the speaking. It doesn't <laughs> suit you. Like, shut up. You know, so I thought that was pretty rad, too. Yeah, uh, Windblade does have some moments in this episode that, again, just bug me for reason. Like, Prime and Megatron are, are you know, like I said, sparring. Not really trying to kill each other. Megatron's just basically just fucking with Prime. You know, he's like like bringing up past memories. You know, he's like, remember when we used to do this all the time? All that good stuff. It, it was almost like Apollo Creed and Rocky. But uh, Whitley's just like leaning against stuff and like you know throwing little like comments and stuff. And I'm like, how are you helping? You know, it's like what are you doing? And then like yeah, finally yes, yeah, she does get a little sucker punch in on Megatron. And again, Megatron, see. This is kind of nice because we were talking about Mega uh, Optimus, you know, having to hold his own against, you know, Windblade, you know, like giving her the credit where credit is due for being a warrior. But like after she sucker punches him, he's sitting on his ass. He laughs and he's like, I like this girl. You know, it's like he is not like, you know, oh, I'm wounded. You know, what a punch. He's just like, you know, it's like, you bitch, you hit me when I wasn't looking. I should have been like, I like this kid. She's got moxie. <laughs> yeah, Megatron, yeah, did inject a lot of life into this. Yeah, I was gonna say he seems to like. I I think I wrote in my like first thoughts on this episode, like he seems to legitimately like be enjoying like retirement, basically. <laughs> like he, he he's he's yeah. pretty loose. He, you know, it seems like he's not angry at anything, and he's just kind of having fun, basically. And he he's like the only one who like recognizes that the show was a train wreck, so he decides to like have fun about it basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that you again, I'm just gonna mention that you you mentioned to us about the preludes too, because the the flashback that Prime has is definitely to the prelude animation and they don't really explain to you really what happens in that Optimus Prime prelude. All you really know is that there was some kind of final showdown between Optimus Prime and Megatron. But then in this, you kind of see, like, basically he was, you know, the the Mr. Optimus Prime, you know. He was like a little pussy bitch and didn't, like, shoot Megatron in the face like he should have. So, of course, here we are, you know, like, in the present, you know, with, with Megatron slamming Optimus Prime through a wall and then Prime, like, makes a comeback with his, like, round of two power, you know, and he starts trying to fight with Megatron again and stuff. And then you get that whole, you know, I'm Poochie, I'm, I'm important, and Windblade punches Megatron in the face, too, so... Other than that, you know, the, the, it's what we talked about before, where towards the end sequence, you know, they, he, he basically says, what is it you used to say, you know, like, and again, like, I suppose that's supposed to be like, a, it, it, I mean, obviously Megatron's having fun with it, but I did feel like it was more a meta thing of the writers kind of taking pod shots at the original cartoon because they thought it was kind of stupid. So that, I, I don't know, but I, I sort of took it that way. But All I was going to say is if you really want to make your head hurt, I won't divulge what happens later on in the series. We'll get to it. But uh, at the end of the episode, uh, they all transformed to, you know, right off into the sunset to do this, you know, big infiltration thing. And Prime turns into a truck. Wembley turns into a jet mode. Megatron turns into a tank. The only thing I'm going to tell you is this is the last time you'll see him turn into a tank in this series. Yeah, I guess he's like a triple changer or something, but I yeah. I guess it's 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 a minor problem in the in a list of major problems <laughs> yeah. in this show. But um True that. Yeah, and then like 
One, you know what I didn't mention, and like I should have mentioned it in the first one, like we see the Constructicons here, and they're actually like individuals and stuff, and that's they call it Combiner Wars, but what's the point if none of the guys like ever separate? Or I mean, the whole point is it's like a multitude of guys combining into one guy. I mean, they might as well have just called it like Titan Wars or Giant Wars or something. Like you know, that's another like element that's kind of lost in the shuffle, basically. And, and, and I agree with you, Mike. I don't understand the whole beeping thing. They're like, they're all in vehicle mode, and they're all like, you know, got their asses kicked, and they're just like, beep, 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 beep. And I'm just like, they can talk, and obviously you don't have the budget for it, but oh goddamn, just I hate you so much in life, Combiner Wars. <laughs> Anyone else have anything to say about this episode? Well, again, like the, the my final thing would just be like the Jeff Loeb stuff that we mentioned, like you're sort of hard pressed to be surprised. I mean, even if you did have the Constructicons, like, like we see them here in their solo robot forms, even though we never see them combine, it's like, it's almost like it overlooks that because they know everybody that's going to bother watching this knows who's a combiner and who isn't like, which is kind of like, obviously poor but again it's like one of those things where it's like would you really be surprised like it's like when you saw the constructicons doing the bloop bloop bleep bleeps to one another did you really not think that devastator was going to show up later in this and then like do something you know like so it's not like it was much of a shock agreed Uh, this is coming wait on it (laughs) yeah well then let's move on to episode five titled homecoming Windblade, Homecoming, starring Tom Holland and Zendaya. Back at the Council Citadel, (laughs) the Council examines the recovered bodies of Computron and Menasaur and continue to debate on what to do. Optimus, Windblade, and Megatron arrive outside and also debate what to do. Megatron and Windblade just want to storm in and kill everyone, while Optimus insists that negotiation is the best option. The council members notice the intruders and debate on what to do about them. The Mistress of Flame wants to use the Enigma to threaten Optimus and the others into line, but Rodimus and Starscream decide to talk to them. Optimus tells Rodimus that they will go back into exile only after the Enigma is destroyed, and Windblade and the Mistress of Flame angrily argue with each other. Megatron is convinced that Starscream is running some scheme and finally loses patience and attacks him. The Citadel's defenses fire on Optimus's group, and Windblade hears a mysterious voice telling her to not let this happen. Suddenly, the floor under the council chambers breaks open and Devastator emerges. He grabs Rodimus Prime and tears him apart like he was a masterpiece, Rodimus Prime. <laughs> Laughing maniacally. The end. Lame! Yeah, I was like, man, Rodimus got Gohan. That was lame. The only way, like, I, I was almost going to think, like, that Rodimus was going to get, like, torn in half or something, like Ultimate Wolverine yeah, that's, that's, or something. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought was going yeah. on. And I was like, man, that sucks. That's lame. I See, I, I thought I thought what would have been cool, maybe, is if you actually kind of tried to take a nod from G.I. Joe the movie and have, like, a three-way mono-a-mono fight where, like, Windblade fought... The Mistress of Flame and Megatron fought Starscream and Rodimus and Optimus had to fight and they could have some philosophical shenanigans, you know, back and forth with one another. But instead, all you get is like fucking Prime and Windblade and Megatron like 
cutting up these fucking cannons. And then at some point, like, Windblade's, like, fucking humping the cannon or whatever. And I was just like, and then voices are talking to her. And I'm just like, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. That was actually to the cannon. He didn't want to have sex. He's like, don't let this happen. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what was up with this episode. But, yeah, I was like, and, and again, like, like I kind of alluded to with the last episode, like, I didn't see Devastator showing up coming like a mile away so uneventful uh you know non i don't know anyway inspired uninspired yeah yeah well like as i alluded to in my in my summary it's like there's there's a lot of people arguing about what to do in this episode and it doesn't really make for compelling like watching yeah because like what only that but like rodimus again gets the bitch treatment because like opus is like you know, the uh, uh, enigma of combination is dangerous. We want to take it back. And Robin, this is like, you know what? They have a point. And then, like, Mr. Flame is like, no, we get it. He's like, yeah, she's got a point. <laughs> no one's motivations are, like, you know, course of action remains consistent, basically. Well, I mean, even Rodimus straight up says when they, they begin the assault, he's kind of like, oh, we can't win this. And then he runs away. And I'm just kind of like, well, that's. I don't know, that's kind of disappointing, like, they're not even going to try, you know, like, it, it was just kind of like, you know, the, and and then, you know, as far as Prime's uh, sort of aspirations to negotiate peacefully, well, that kind of goes all out the window once Megatron's just like, oh, I'm just going to fucking shoot Starscream to death, you know, like, and take care of this, and, and yeah, so, anyway. Um, I, I will say that, like, as far as good things, again, Megatron delivers again. When they're getting ready to, like, go into Citadel, you have, like, Optimus and Windblade doing, like, fucking Ninja Gaiden shit, sneaking around and stuff. Like I said, Call of Duty Optimus Prime was him being hunched over and, like, hut hut hutting around. Uh, and then, like, Megatron's just, like, sitting on a tower, and he's like, you know, I bet we just go in and kill everyone. And they're like, no! And then, like, he, like, like you know, Optimus Prime's like, uh, we're just gonna we're gonna try diplomacy. I talk to them. And Megatron just kind of floats down. He's like, uh, "This won't end in failure and sorrow." <laughs> it's like, Megatron, I love you. Yeah, he he definitely gets like the best line in this episode where he's like, "Yeah, there's no way this won't end in heart and yeah, tears and heartbreak or whatever he says." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is probably like the most boring episode though, because like uh, Derek said, these are like six minutes long. A good four minutes is, is literally, honestly, what Derek said. It's just three people shooting and cutting up cannons. The fuck is that? The cannons are literally cannon fodder. But um bum. Ah. <laughs> but um bum. I don't know. Justin, do you have anything to say about this episode? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but by this point, I've, I'm like pretty like beat down by this whole thing. Like I like I, I was excited by Megatron. I was like, oh, like he he sounds like Megatron. He's acting like Megatron. Like maybe this whole thing's gonna turn around. In this episode, I was like, no, no. The lack of budget like hurts them here. Where it's like, man, like are they really like the only people in that building? Like basically, it's like where are all the guards? Like all there are like yeah. turret guns or whatever, like or yeah. auto cannons and uh, I don't know. And like it, like you were saying, Derek, it's like wh- why does Optimus trust Megatron over like Rodimus Prime? I don't I don't get it. You know, maybe it's like an extension of that sort of attitude that Rodimus Prime was lame. Oh, uh, one thing, like, to, to mention, Mike, that is, that is consistent with what you said about the, like, second episode. Again, 
Starscream is playing a very altruistic character. He's he's like, you know, he even gets a Megatron's face and he's like, you know, um, yes, that was the past in war. You know, I'm trying to change. Maybe you should do the same. Again, you know, it, it's so obvious with the non-hints that he's going to betray them. And it's like, why are you even bothering? You know, it's <laughs> just like he's being too nice. He's being too, too altruistic and good. It's like you see it coming from a mile away. Like, you know, Derek said, Jeff Loeb all over again. Now, you know what? You know, in Transformers, a movie when like Unicron like sends out those red pulses of energy that like hurt Galvatron and Galvatron's like, <laughs> Unicron, why do you torture me? Like. This series is what's in those red pulses of energy. Like that's what was hurting Galvatron. <laughs> like I, I feel uh, Galvatron. He's showing him visions of this series. Like, I feel Galvatron's pain now. I'm like, why do you torture me? But I brought it on myself. So. It's like in 2016, <laughs> there will be a series called Combiner Wars. Yeah, it will suck so hard. Like, like yeah, have a taste of it. Yeah. If you want Justin to do your bidding, you know what to send him. <laughs> like Van Justin, you <laughs> Justin's yeah, like Justin. I accept your terms I accept but we belong to Combiner Wars <laughs> excellent okay then so I guess let's keep it moving Um, because now I sense we're eager to get to the end of this Um, okay uh, episode 6 a War of Giants. Tossing Rodimus aside, Devastator reveals that he resented Megatron and the Council ever since they forced him to split up into his component Constructicons. He demands that they give him the Enigma of Combination. Victorion suddenly arrives and engages Devastator, and the Council decides to try and use the Enigma to leash the rampaging Combiners. But Rodimus is now too injured to interface with it, and the Mistress of Flame is not native to Cybertron, rendering her ineligible. That leaves Starscream, whom the other two foolishly trust to activate the Enigma. A massive shockwave throws everyone off the tower once Starscream touches the artifact, and Megatron realizes that this was Starscream's plan all along. And to gain everyone's trust and seize the Enigma's power for himself. Devastator, Victorion, and the fallen Menasaur and Computron all levitate up to Starscream, who, with the Enigma at his core, becomes the ultimate combiner. So here, here was my big like thought on this. It's like, so Victorion has a prelude video devoted to him. He immediately shows up and is like assimilated by this thing, and like that's pretty much all we see of him. So like, why did he get that video like spotlighting him? I was like, that was pretty pointless. Other than to like you know take it by the toy, I guess. Didn't, but, didn't I make this mistake? Just, just like no, Justin, it, yeah. that's a chick. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, I I made I I made I made the same mistake. There's gonna be some podcast with me going. That's a that's a chick. What? <laughs> but yeah, I, I so yeah, we we all go through that. At least once, I think so. And I believe that was no accident. Sorry, Victorian. Voted on, voted on by the fans, and all six six female Autobots combined to form the first female combiner, Victorian, available on clearance from Amazon right now. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, not even a little. I just like how she shows up. She's like, you know, like. I, you, I'm here to stop you, and that's it. That's like all she says, and like, like her whole like, you know, uh, preview is like, I will save the galaxy. It's like, no, no, you won't. Sorry, <laughs> not, not gonna happen. 
I'll, I'll go into my first quibble with this episode of many, of, of, of so many, 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 many. <laughs> Devastator really pissed me off because when he's talking, now we're having this thing where combiners are a different species, kind of. It's like combiners are being, you know, looked down upon. We're not like you. Autobots, Decepticons, with a Decepticon symbol on his chest. We're, you know, we're not your slaves anymore. We're not going to be... I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? You guys wreck shop every time you show up. How are you being used? They are scared of you. You you just ripped off Rodimus's arm. Like, the only reason Megatron, like, beat you up is because it looked like you were letting him. You could have obviously combined because you just fucking did it. God damn it. (laughs) I mean, am I wrong? But yeah, though? yeah. No, you're not. You're not wrong. Yeah, it does. I don't like the. Uh, uh, I, guy, <laughs> I keep trying to start and then I stop. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's like they treat yeah combiners as like a new life form basically, where it's like they're they're made up like you know obviously of a, an amalgam of a bunch of different guys but it seems like the combiner is the default form now and that's not a like a new notion cuz like they kind of toyed with that in the comics too and obviously like you know in the japanese like series later on like from headmasters onto like you know uh zone or whatever it's like it seemed like the combined form was more important than the individual guys but I don't know. It, it feels like like a cheat almost because it's like, you know, yeah. the whole point is to have a team that combined like all transform and combine into one guy who is like their big trump card or whatever. And I feel like like this is like the opposite where it's like the five guys are like the liability, basically. And the, the you know, the combiner is the main thing. I don't know. It, it doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no real character development either because like devastator gets a couple of lines he's probably the most fleshed out character in this whole whatever if you want to call it a series combitron still doesn't say anything minasaur just gets uh, assimilated and like i said victorian like I, I, you were you weren't here earlier mike but i like when i came online on skype i was like hey guys i'm victorian i'm here now and, and this is literally what she does <laughs> god for, for uh, again going back to the core problem with this series you know, you said it, Derek said it, Justin said it. For a show like a miniseries called Combiner Wars, not, not really focusing on the fucking combiners. <laughs> yeah, I I think you already kind of like alluded to this on the board, but like they they this uh, series pretty much uh, furthers the Starscream acquires enormous power trope. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's not it's not especially new or original yeah. for Starscream to get like his hands on some kind of massive power source wanna, and then wanna, either get like a do you want to go into like the other times he's done it like I, I know you, yeah I, know I, you I, know I post more than I do but I mean I know there's like Transformers 50 with the underbase but yeah, yeah there's the underbase yeah. the underbase yeah then in generation two he like you know he used the matrix to merge with the war world so he like was a giant planet-sized battle station and then there's the uh the battle of the stargate manga where he uh the present day starscream the future ghost starscream and this giant space station all combine into this giant like starscream monster Oh, and Megatron and Optimus have to team up to fight it, and Optimus fires Megatron in gun mode, so it's not like this story is even, like, original. 
Um, and then, <laughs> of course, if you want to go into, like, the other, like, continuities, like, in Cybertron, like, Starscream, yeah. you know, what does he absorb, like, the planet keys or whatever, and I, then he turns yeah. into the... Yeah, I think. The, uh, like, the, gi- the, uh, the giant Starscream the Ome- with the crown. The Omega Lock. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then he turns into, what, Supreme Starscream or whatever? But yeah, so it's not exactly new for Starscream to do something like this. But of course, it's it's like the Jeff Loeb twist. It's like, oh, Starscream was evil all along! <laughs> you, know what, you know what I don't fucking get, though, is like not only like that they were durr about him having some kind of ulterior motive, but like I'm, I'm just trying to understand, alright? So... The only three people on all of Cybertron, the council, made up of <laughs> Rodimus, the Mistress of Flame, and Starscream, right? They have their little, uh, I don't know what you call it, like your, your basically your fingerprint technology, basically. They put their hands on the little data pad, and all three of them do it at once, and that unleashes the enigma of combination in its little cradle thing or whatever, its, its container. And then then it's like, okay, well, let's use it. So Rodimus clearly <laughs> at least has one working hand, but oh no, he can't fucking touch it because he was missing an arm. And I'm just like, okay, so you can't touch it. And then and then the Mistress of Flame is like, oh, I'm a girl, you know? And I'm just like, well, wait a minute. Like, why are you... Why are you why, so gung ho about this shit? Why are you even part of the council? Like, like, wh- what if, what if they didn't go with Prime, or Prime was like, fuck negotiation? What if they went in there and Megatron blew away Starscream and Windblade chopped off Rodimus's head because he's a fucking Mortonist anyway? So who gives a shit, right? And then it was just the Mistress of Flame. Like, say she, one, she probably can't get the Enigma of Combination now because it's locked up. But say she grabs the other two dead guys' hands, puts it on the data pad, and gets the, the, the little container. She can't use it? Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, like no, nobody, I guess they're all, they all are, like, true politicians in this because they don't fucking they don't know their ass from their fucking head in this because they clearly don't have anything well thought out yeah it seemed very contrived like just to you know and and of course it's like you know this was starscream's plan all along yeah that that uh, makes no sense at all because i was like okay like you're telling me like if we take that to be you know literal truth so like for millions of years starscream's plan was to somehow find the like mysterious enigma of combination and use it and like for millions of years he was just biding his time like you know following megatron's orders trying to take over the decepticons to like further that goal like i don't like i don't buy that at all like that's that's extremely like lame convoluted it makes no sense plus it's like you know like you keep saying it's a jeff Loeb like come out of nowhere and blindside you like i i like starscream and i like it when he's portrayed kind of like in shades of gray like he might betray you or he might not like he he might help you but it's more in it's like he his helping you is actually like in his plan to further what he has in mind like that's the way i see starscream and like him going all full-on like haha like maniacal maniac and you know becoming the giant screeching sparkly ball of death that we'll see later on i'm just like i just 
why? <laughs> you know, it's like you, you didn't fool us with, like, making him a bad guy, but at the same time, it's like, it's, you know, it just... You know where I... I... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was done. I was just, like... <laughs> you were just trying to trailing off. Yeah. yeah, I do that. Um, Nowhere I thought they were going, and it might have been even, like, a, maybe a little interesting. Like, I thought they were going to make, like, the Mistress of Flame, like, the bad guy, because she was, she was kind of disagreeable and stuff, and I yeah. was like, oh, that would be cool if she was actually the one behind all of this. But, of course... You know, that would just, conf and like, Starscream was legitimately, like, you know, good, but, of course, that would just confuse, uh, I don't know, whatever perceived audience they had for themselves, basically, where, you know, pr pretty much anyone who knew anything was probably thinking, like, Starscream's gonna, in fact, it's funny, because... Like, according, like, the people on, like, Facebook and stuff who, like, probably, like, only know the Bay movies and vague recollections of, like, the original cartoon were, like, instantly, like, all appalled at, like, the, the Starscream prelude thing. Because they were like, Starscream's a good guy? Like, that's, that's bucked up. Like, and, you know, people who have are more like you know familiar with the franchise uh, or have been reading like the last few years of comics like that's not a new thing for them yeah but yeah. like anyone who just had a passing familiarity with the franchise was like kind of like that doesn't make any sense this sucks like <laughs> he's the bad guys you know that <laughs> But it's like it's like almost like they were trying to like fool those like dumbass people basically. <laughs> like, does it mean that the people on Facebook are the same as the council? They're all durs. Yeah, they're all durs. Yep. See, I, I would have expected like Megatron to like turn on Prime before I would have expected Starscream to turn on the council. But like, it's like they completely flipped it. Uh, so well, I, I mean, like... Megatron didn't exactly follow Prime's orders to the letter either i mean the minute he got a chance to like nail starscream, starscream. He, he took it it's just it for whatever reason didn't kill him so starscream could magically do this later so i also go with mike though like again probably one of the best things about this series is that megatron gives no shit he's like i'm just here to shoot people i don't like starscream i'm just having fun this is like you know, this is a weekend for me <laughs> you know he's like He's, he he really is just you know <laughs> not concerned you know he's he, he doesn't want you know to get killed after the the battle starts but he's not really involved in all this political intrigue he's like he's he was basically there you know to be like fucking um uh krillin but a more powerful krillin to tell goku that you know hey vegeta's an asshole it's like see Prime told you stars is an asshole <laughs> I guess we'll move on um, to the penultimate episode uh, entitled Oh So Originally Darkest Hour. I, I think uh, this is all of our darkest hour. Fuck you, show. Yes, it is. Yeah, we're all in the darkest yeah. hour right now. There's no uh, Stan Bush to uh, alleviate anything here. Um, now enhanced. <laughs> if Stan Bush was doing the theme song, it would be like, you got the what? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think even that, I don't think even the touch would save this, basically. But, um, now enhanced by a giant spectral version of himself powered by the Enigma and the four helpless combiners, Starscream laments all the wasted years of pointless conflict and manipulation that got him to this point. 
Optimus and Megatron attack him, but they go ignored as Starscream relishes in his new power. However, just as abruptly, there is some kind of imbalance, and Starscream's new form spasms, deteriorates, and sends out another shockwave that knocks everyone away. When the struggle ceases, Starscream has joined his brothers, Parallax and Galactus, as a giant fart cloud of energy. (laughs) With various combiner parts floating around his giant spectral head. Apparently, having lost his wits, Starscream sends beams of destruction in every direction, raining down on the city. He then creates a miniature black hole, which he fires at Optimus and Megatron. Windblade swoops in and, using her turbines, manages to push the black hole away, but a maddened Starscream then blasts her, sending her lifeless body crashing to Optimus and Megatron's feet. Megatron declares that all is lost. Fuck this episode. <laughs> what the, yeah, what the fuck? Like, yeah. no matter how bad this was, it wasn't, like, completely off the rails, but this, like... I was like... No, I had to rewind it. I was like, where did this black hole thing come from? Did I miss something? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on? Like, I, well, as I said in, in, in the <laughs> summary, it's like, you know, you've run out of, like, you know, any good idea when you have to, your enemy, never make your fucking enemy a giant fart cloud. I'm sorry. It never, it never ends well. A like, giant fart cloud with the colors of neon pink. Of course, Starscream screams literally and you know you know who gets anal on his birthday star scream does that's all i'm gonna say he, he started the thread so. um so okay let me get this straight mike as a transformers toy fan if i ever want to do a diorama of the giant star scream fart cloud all i have to do is get a giant star scream head and get a bunch of combiner wars and put them on strings and hang them next to them because that's yep. the ultimate combiner. <laughs> yep. Then you just gotta like dump a like couple pounds of sand on top of him, so there's all <laughs> dust rising all over him or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, oh my god. Like I thought like maybe you know they were gonna fight the giant like you know sp- spectral Starscream, and even that I was kind of like, oh well, I guess they don't have the budget to like make a new model for a giant like Starscream combiner. And then they couldn't even do that, like the giant spectral, like Starscream with the, uh, the shape of a body. Basically, they had to yeah. reduce him to, you know, his giant, yeah, Galactus parallax absorbing man, like fart cloud, like tornado thing. Yeah. God, uh, you know what? You know what pissed me off the most? Because just auditorially, like, it aud- like audibly, like you know, listening to it, that fucking like flame beam he shoots out of it. I'm like that doesn't sound powerful. I don't know. It's uh, it's uh, it's hard to watch. It's it really is. And then like he yeah he makes like a fucking like black hole or something, and then he shoots it like out, and then Windblade like manages to blow it back with her like turbines. Like what? <laughs> I'm like black holes. Like black holes do not work that way. Like and and like what kind of like combat is Starscream? He has like these combiner wars limbs, like Devastator's hand and like just bits and pieces attacking Megatron and like Optimus, but his black hole sucks them up. And I'm like, the, f- the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> your, your your combat strategy is fraud. <laughs> it's like 
Yeah, I also love how like Windblade quote unquote dies, and then Megatron's like, "All is lost." Like our Mary Sue is down. Like no abandoned ship. No wait, don't die. You can tell my my indifference to this episode because I think my only big note was, did he just kill Windblade? Do I even care? <laughs> like that's basically where I was with this episode. Was like, is oh, is she dead? Nah, I don't care. No, not Moxie McSpunky chick. No, <laughs> no, Poochie. No. <laughs> Windblade should have looked at the screen, and her mouth could have frozen. And I have to go now. <laughs> Caminus needs me. <laughs> Windblade died and hurried to her old planet. <laughs> but I liked getting punched in the face. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of my thing. <laughs> I yeah, uh, like like you said, Mike. This just went off the rails. I I, I I not to sound like a fucking millennial, but I can't even. I can't even at this point. No, it also like the the writing is still so inconsistent and like awful. Like Starscream has this whole speech at the beginning where he's like regretting all the years of like. Yeah power like conflict and manipulation and like whatever he did to get him to this point but i'm like but you you just your whole plan was to get to this point like what you you i thought you were supposed to be doing some kind of long like game batman like gambit or something where you were planned everything up until this point and then you're like oh i regret all of that like uh, he's a self-hating fart cloud i guess so (laughs) Well, as Derek said, he was too busy making orgasm noises like while he was screaming. So. Ah! 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 Those, those well, was, that, sexual. was that was that his plan <laughs> to get ultimate power and then just screech a bunch? I guess so. Like they don't even they don't they don't make it clear if it's like he's lost control of the power or this is what he planned all along, like to become yeah, a, RV, a giant RV shrieking clock. I guess like one you know, after trying to like take over one too many times, he's like, No one's listening to me. I bet if I like become a giant floating head, everyone would listen to me. <laughs> Incoming message from the big giant head. As long as long as my my outline is neon, they'll be sure to listen to me this time. Look how proud I am! It's just uh, this. There's barely like we're talking about it, but there's barely any words to describe how like awful this is. You like you got to watch it for yourself. It's like, ugh. Let me put it this way: after this episode, I was like, I want to go watch Armada. Seriously, or like seriously. Like, cause, cause I'm my joking, but like, I was, I, I was, I was kind of wanting to watch something dumb and stupid because I was like, at least they knew that was dumb and stupid. Well, that, Actually, that's what, that, that's what I'm wondering. Like, is this, is this worse or, or better than Armada? Like, like, would, would you say like, cause to me, I, I think I still, as awful as this is, you know, based on like kind of the kicks I got out of watching Megatron, I think I'd rather watch this again than watch Carnival. But I, I, I am kind of curious, like what <laughs> okay. between this and Carnival, what would you rather rewatch? You know what I did after watching all these? Like I went to YouTube and watched some of those melee dub headmasters thing, and like I, I like I felt so much better, man. Like I don't know if I was like in the right like uh, you know head zone for like Marvel. the wackiness, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, I think I'd rather watch Carnival than this. Okay. No, that's fair. I mean, it, it's just it's a legitimate yeah. question. I, I I don't know. I mean, I I kind of you know I don't know if I could take the whole 
you know, Billy, 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 you yeah. know, but, I but mean, it, you know. It's like, would you rather watch, in Star Trek, would you rather watch Shades of Grey or Threshold? And you're just like, oh, man, like, they're both fucking awful. Like, yeah. I don't even know yeah. how to answer that. <laughs> no, 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 I, I agree they're both awful. I just, I, 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 I'm just trying to say, like, if you had to, if, if you had to pick one or over the other, like, which one is worse? Billy, 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 Billy. And and you know, just to answer my question, but I'm curious what you guys would say. Like would you would you would you put Carnival over this? Like does this now take the slot as like one of the worst Transformers things ever, or or is Carnival still up there for you? Well, as far as like worst thing ever, still I still think the Beast Dinobot story is still the worst ever. That's that's still pretty terrible. But I think the defining line, the the line in the sand is Armada was a dumb kid show, and since the people who made it were making it for kids, they get a little bit of a pass for making it dumb because they thought kids were dumb. I'm not saying that's a good way to go, but I'm yeah. just saying, yeah, this was supposed to be like a more mature storyline. But like you said, Derek, or, or it might have been you, Mike. Whatever it, it, it come off, it comes off as fan fiction. This, really bad yeah, fan like, fiction. Armada, or or like Micron Legend, or you know whatever you know in in Japan, like transform those Transformer cartoons were written for like the six to twelve age range. When they wrote, they there's actual interviews about this series comparing they the, the writers comparing it to Game of Thrones and stuff like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, no, no! Like, Wait, like, oh, shit. can I, can I, just, just to back up what um, Tony and Mike are saying? Like, I have a quote I want to read from the executive producer I found. <clears throat> quote: So as we go through the story, we'll have very sophisticated story it is and sophisticated visuals. Eric Calderon, executive producer. I'm like, in the words of Cable, what happened? <laughs> what happened? What happened? What happened? <laughs> What are you talking about? Isn't it anything like that? Yeah, our, our motto was supposed to be a 52 episode kids show that was supposed to be what it was. This was supposed to be amazing. It was supposed to be like, like Mike, you know, I feel so bad for you because you might, you guys might not know this, listeners, but like Mike was really excited for this. He was like wanting to watch this. And I think you're probably the most let down of anybody because you're just like, yeah. I wanted it well, so I was, bad. I was like, like the way they sold it initially, it was like, oh, is it gonna? Are they gonna start doing like DTVs of like the IDW like comic arcs? Like that would be awesome. Like, and then like it heard, oh, it's not gonna be like a DTV. It's gonna be like a web series. And I'm like, oh. And then they're like, oh, and each episode's gonna be like five minutes long. And I'm like, oh. And then like you know they finally <laughs> release like the first trailer, and it's like, oh. Mike, <laughs> like, Mike so. was in like Lando zone from uh, Empire. He was like, this still keeps getting worse all the time. Yeah, just deal get, keeps getting worse all the time. You know, I, it's I, like Mike Mike keeps getting punched in the balls, and he's like, "I've only got two balls. Quit punching them." <laughs> it's like half halfway through watching this, like Tony was like strangling me, and I'm like, "There's still a chance to save this." <laughs> uh, Derek, you, Derek, and Justin were like standing on either side, and they're like, "We understand, Mike. Yeah, we understand. Yeah." <laughs> Like, <laughs> the, the best thing you could have hoped for was that this would have turned out like what Warren Ellis's G.I. Joe retaliation 
Like it would have been a web series exactly, of shorts, yeah. and it could have made like a, a twenty-two minute, like super gritty, realistic, well animated piece. But man, if if that's what anybody was hoping for, this is the complete antithesis. I mean, if if anything, like is is kind of a touchstone or or a, a goal to be attained. It's that, and and this was no G.I. Joe retaliation at all. So. Yeah. We still got one more episode, too. Fuck! Yep. Okay, let me let me read the summary for the last one, and we'll, we'll get... We'll uh, finish up. Destruction's Dawn. Awakening to find herself in a white void, Windblade is chastised by the disembodied voice of Metroplex, who tells her she's lost her way to violence. When Windblade asks what she should do... Metroplex simply reminds her that she is the city speaker and she should solve her problems with violence. So anyway, Windblade revives and channels her own energy to partially awaken Metroplex, who raises his massive arm out from under the city and grabs the rampaging Starscream energy cloud. Yes, he grabs a cloud. Uh, seeing their chance, Optimus and Megatron leap into the air, yelling unison, Rival Fusion Blaster! and blast Starscream's core with a shot from Megatron's gun mode. The Starscream entity shrieks and explodes, and all is quiet. Optimus asks Windblade how she survived, and Windblade has no answer for him. So we move on. Megatron recovers the Enigma of Combination from the wreckage, and after a tense moment, seals it back up and tosses it to Windblade. Then he's all like, I'm out, bitches, and leaves like a boss. <laughs> a short time later, the four combiners have seemingly recovered, and Windblade presents Victorion with the Enigma of Combination. Victorion takes it and goes, nom, 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 and absorbs it into it. <laughs> she totally does. <laughs> Windblade asks Victorion to lead her people well, and all the combiners leave together. The Mistress of Flame congratulates Windblade on ending the Combiner Wars, but Windblade says there is a bigger problem now. The Titans have returned. We see a brief flash of the face of the toy that Justin will never own, Fortress Maximus. <laughs> and we close as Justin sobs softly in the background. I hate the you. End. The end. So I, I just realized I said the totally wrong G.I. Joe thing. So real quick, I meant G.I. Joe Resolute. But everybody knew what I was talking about, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, it was yeah, something yeah, with yeah. Right. Was the yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so that's what I meant. The Warren Ellis thing, but anyway. But you could you could probably tell by my summary alone, like, how tired I was just writing up a summary of this series, like, towards the end. Like, in, in, in any other, like, show, I would have been thrilled to see Megatron and Optimus, like, team up and do something cool together. But this it was just kind of like, you know, putting something out of its misery, basically. Yeah, and, and like seriously, you're gonna bring Metroplex in, and you're just gonna have his hand. Yeah, yeah. That's, see, yeah. The, another. It's like, like I said, with the inconsistency in the writing, where Metroplex is like, you've lost your way to like violence and anger and hatred and all that, and she's like, how can I like, you know, do something about that? And he's like, well, let's use some violence to solve <laughs> our problem. Like, Let me be violent for you. <laughs> Metroplex sounded completely, utterly uninterested. He sounded oh my God. Yeah. slow, I thought. Windblade! 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 And um, as you guys pointed out earlier, like, 
Megatron is a triple changer, I guess. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. that gun mode like shit. It looked like a fucking yeah. NES like third party like peripheral. <laughs> It's, it's it, it looked like the super scope. Yeah, it did. It's for yeah. playing Hogan's Hogan's Alley on Cybertron. It to, Tony, it totally looked like the super scope. It did. Now you're playing with power. No, no, no. So I, I kind of feel like Captain Kirk with the whole thing. I'm like, if Starscream's really gone, why can Metroplex crush him? And why does a gun blasting him? totally kill him like i don't i don't get it like if you're a god like why why does any of that shit make a difference and then the other thing too that drove me absolutely shit balls was prime's like we've got a clear shot and then what do they do fucking prime turns into a fucking truck and drives in a fucking loop-de-loop and Megatron does some fucking Olympic gymnast shit so that they can fucking get in the air, he can transform, and then Prime can do the fucking sail through the air and transforms from a truck to a robot and then grab Megatron and then when he's in midair he blasts him. That is any fucking thing but the definition of a clear fucking shot, okay? Like, seriously, like, what the fuck are you... you did you read what you wrote? Like, it, I don't know, man. That's just fucking crazy. It's played by Max Landis. Oh. Like I said, they had to do the Rival Fusion Blaster! That was like a stock footage, like, thing when they were doing all that unnecessary shit. Oh yeah, by the way, what happened to like like Optimus like not wanting to kill people? Because he was all about fucking shooting Starscream at that point. <laughs> yeah, Megatron even gives him props. Like you finally pulled the trigger, but this time you fucking pussy hippie asshole. <laughs> He's like, pull my trigger, Prime. Okay, so so my oh, question, yeah. my question is, giving them the enigma of doohickeys, like like what exactly did that do? Like they. That was the thing that was supposed to, like, control them, right? And they gave it to them, and she ate it or whatever, and then they just, like, walked <laughs> off into the sunset. I'm like, why didn't you just do that in the first place? You like, know, yeah, you know you know what I felt like? I felt like, you know, the scene in Ghostbusters. Like, well, wait, what, wasn't the Enigma combination supposed to be bad? Like, weren't we not yeah. supposed to cross the streams? And then, and then what, wasn't the whole point, like, wasn't Windblade, wasn't that all she was about this entire series was destroying the enigma of combination so it couldn't be misused but then when she finally gets it she gives it away to the combiners not lock it up not destroy it and I, i'm just kind of like what wasn't she going to go there and kill the entire council so she could destroy the enigma but then what because Metroplex whispers like some sweet fucking nothings to Windblade. Like all of a sudden, it's like, here you go, dude. This is like fucking two for five night. You know, <laughs> shit up, man. Like, I like. I also like how Menasaur and Devastator just stand there like nothing happened. Like it's like, didn't we try? Didn't we just try to kill you guys? Like it's all cool now, though. He's like that. Being part of that giant fart cloud has opened our eyes. Like. I gotta say, as stupid as the setup was, that sequence where, you know, they obviously ripped it from the the manga, like Mike was talking about the the old 
Japanese manga, but that whole, you know, prime shooting Megatron, like that's textbook rival fusion. Not that, yeah. not that that doesn't, you know, I mean, obviously the manga is probably a callback to, you know, the original animated series as well, you know, so it's like, it's not like this is the first time Megatron ever transformed and Prime used him to shoot something, you know, before, so, but, I mean, it's definitely textbook rival fusion right there, if you want to look it up in the, the Fandles dictionary. Also, I like, Megatron said, he's more than meets the eye. <laughs> Get it? Get it? God, and you know what also annoys me about this series? It's like the writers, like the creators probably thought like, oh, we'll we'll show them that we can do something better than those stupid like Bay movies or whatever. And, you know, honestly, I enjoy watching the Bay movies better than I enjoyed watching this. So, I mean, clearly they failed like utterly. Yeah, I was I was trying to sell it maybe when I watched the first episode is like maybe this is a noble failure and then you know I think Mike came back and said it's probably not and now that I've seen like the whole thing I mean I except for Carnival I think this is one of the worst <laughs> fucking things like I've ever seen in in all of Transformers fan fiction or fiction, whatever. I, I can't even, <laughs> no, you were, I, you were right I, I the first even, time. I can't even call it, like, legitimate. You were right yeah. the first time. You know, yeah. so. I think that, like, the worst thing is, is I don't know how much was put into this. Obviously, not a whole lot. But there was money spent on this, and that's just sad. People yeah. were paid, and there was animation done. Oh, and by the way, we didn't mention this at all, like, hardly, but... uh Man, those lip flaps, those are right on point, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, whole like thing, they the whole thing was out of fucking sync. I mean, I don't know if it's because of, you know, that it was on the, the Go90 website or they just didn't fucking sync up any of the sound effects and dialogue, but that, that the entire piece, the, whoever did the, the ADR or whatever it was on this, like, it was a fucking moron. Because it, it wasn't working. Yeah, it, it just—I mean, it, it, it came off as half-assed. And the biggest problem with that is—is is like, it wasn't supposed to be a fan project. You know, it, it was released by Machinima, like on Go ninety. You know, actual commercial, you know, stuff. And I don't, I'm not expecting the world, but uh, I mean, you know, uh, the the Street Fighter thing, Mike, the uh, the live action one, the the Ken and Ryu thing. What was that called? Oh, uh, Assassin's Fist? Yeah, totally fucking good. Was it? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's how you do this shit, you know? If you're going to do something web-based, get some actors who want to fucking do it, put time into, like, researching the story. And, and again, like, at the end of the day, I think that's what really bugs me, Mike, is when I was watching this, I do read the comics. I'm familiar with G1. And, like, yeah, this fits nowhere at all. <laughs> The sad, the sad part is yeah. too, like under 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 the title card that says Transformers Combiner Wars, it says part of the Prime Wars trilogy. So yes, if the ending didn't tip you off, they're planning a sequel to this. So I don't know about <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if they're taking their names off of shit, maybe maybe they're not. I mean, you know, the the only thing if if I'm gonna end on a good note, like the only good thing I can say is what we've been saying is I thought. Overall, like Megatron was kind of the the shining 
standout diamond in the rough or the, you know, the the kernel of corn and the piece of shit that this was or whatever, you know, <laughs> like, and, and I'm just kind of like, he was, I thought the, the voice actor was pretty good. He seemed to have fun with it. And, and he did get to crack a bunch of jokes and, and I, you know, maybe my, you know, I haven't been, you know, completely faithful, you know, reading all the comic books and everything, but given what I know of the current state of the comics and everything with Megatron being on the lost light, like, I, I did think in a weird sort of way, like, it sort of was an odd kind of influence or tie-in to how he acted in this. I mean, yeah, it's a rival fusion, but, I mean, you could see them at some point, if they did do a trilogy, maybe having him, you know, get rid of the Decepticon symbol and stick on an Autobot symbol and go join the Lost Light or something like that by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree like with that. that. Yeah. Um, if I have to give anything good to this, it's not an hour. It's just under an hour. So that's good. I do wonder about that, like, if they, they had planned this as some kind of, like, DTV or something, like, movie, and then just split it up into six-minute episodes or something. Because, like, some of the yeah. endings are kind of abrupt. Yeah, yeah, like, the, the, like the prime face is like, why, why is that there? Um, I will say this, all, overall, I think this is a, a shoddy production. I think they, they skipped a bunch of steps, they didn't get the, the voice talent they should have. I, again, I know that's due to cost and stuff like that. But actually, even though the animation sucked and some of the character designs were off like Optimus Prime and stuff, I actually like the, the character designs. Rodimus looked like G1 Rodimus, and I appreciate that. I like that. I like that he looked just like his cartoon. I thought Megatron looked badass. He looked really cool. He was like yeah, big and bulky. Would, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind a toy of that Megatron yeah, design, basically. Like, the, if, even if it, like, triple changed, like, you know, from a gun to a tank or whatever. But Yeah, I, I actually yeah. did like the uh, the character designs. They were true to, like, the G1 stuff. They looked they looked all right. I, I don't – the the animation feels like it's just, like, one step above Energon, which I guess if this had came out in, like, 2006, like, it might look pretty good. But, like, 2016, no, it looks really awful. It actually doesn't look a lot like Energon. It does look like that kind of a cell shaded, pre-rendered. We have these designs and we just animate them and put them through their paces, kind of stuff. Which, yeah, that doesn't. You know, like, like Derek said, I think the best bit of animation is actually a uh, Megatron shucking and jiving and doing a little boxing thing. I was like, that's kind of cute. I like that. I, I wouldn't mind a gif of that. Him just kind of going back and forth with his fist. I was like. That Probably was just, adorable. It's like Megatron, <laughs> sting like a butterfly, or whatever the fuck. Sting like a butterfly. <laughs> and that was in the script. Sting like a butterfly, flew like a bee. <laughs> I, I will say as far so, as... So, wait, wait. Oh, is okay. Mega, Megatron is Muhammad Ali, and then Optimus Prime is John Cena. Then? <laughs> I'm sure Justin will let you give a summation. The only, the only summation I can give is don't watch this. Really don't. This is not even so bad as good. This is just so bad that's bad. If you want to watch this because you like Combiner Wars, go write your own fucking fanfic. I mean, shit, dude. It's, this was painful. And it's only because I got to bitch about it with you guys that I was even willing to do this. And it did help. It did help a little bit. I got a little bit of catharsis. Well, the, 
the actual comic story combiner wars was kind of received kind of like lukewarmly by the fan but it was leagues above this like like it doesn't even compare to this like in terms of being you know bad or anything like it was actually pretty good compared to this what do you think justin any any final thoughts or are you still getting the red rays from unicron Uh, i'm just glad it's over it never can hurt you again until the sequel comes out. <laughs> it's a miracle that the fan holes survive. But will Combiner Wars return? Of course Combiner Wars will. We haven't seen the last of Combiner Wars, that's for sure. That was Combiner Wars, and um, yeah, we were pretty harsh on it, but I think the entire internet is pretty harsh on it, and we think it's deservedly so. So uh, no regrets, no guilt. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, that was a fan holes, Transformers Tuesdays, you know, if you don't know the shtick by now, I mean, why even listening to this? But, uh, uh, Derek, why don't, why don't you do, you know, the honors and, you know, tell uh, anyone who wants to, who is curious and might want to hear us like trash or, or lavish praise on other things, like what, what, what they might do to, uh, find more of us. If you have any comments, questions, and or concerns, you can email us at fanholes podcast at gmail.com we of course are on the fanholespodcast.blogspot.com we're on all kinds of cool social media we are on stitcher radio and can be streamed we're on itunes we'd appreciate any feedback and reviews besides transformers tuesdays we've got all kinds of cool spinoff shows we've got mobile suit mondays sentai saturdays toku thursdays comic books motherfucker do you read them and the Fan Holes podcast proper, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. So we're on all those. So, yeah, give us your likes, your notes, and all that good stuff. And, yeah, that'll do it. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, yeah, this is Mike saying, Oh, nom, 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 mm, enigma. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Signing off. This is Derek, Derek WC. Starscream was the bad guy. Durr, durr. It's your old buddy, Starscream. Uh, this is Tony. Um, I invite everybody to download this on their uh, hard drive, burn it to a DVD, and then burn it in your front yard. Please exercise caution. It may spray a hot lump of stink in your eye. <laughs> it may turn into a giant fart cloud. Yes, it might. It may turn into a giant fart cloud. And... Stink up the joint. Automatic. I win this, so you hear those horns, you finish. A soldier. And I stay under you fighting. Plus, I'm storming on you chumps like I'm thunder and lightning. Ain't no way you breaking me, kid. I'm harder than nails. Plus, I keep it on lock like I'm part of the jail. I'm slaughtering stale competition. I got the whole block wishing they could run with my division. But they gone fishing with no bait. Kid, your boy, hold weight. I got my soul straight. I brush your mouth like cold gate. In any weather, I'm never better. Your boy's so hot, you never catch me in the next man's sweater. If they hate, let them hate. I drop your whole clan. Lay your ass down for the three-second tan. Your time is up, my time is now. You can't see me, my time is now. It's the franchise where I'm shining now. You can't see me, yeah. my time is now. It's a straight shot. I'll be right back, guys. I gotta fly around the sun. <laughs> I, I had a pun I wanted to use. Megatron was like, "Tanks for the memories." Get it? <laughs> Tanks. <laughs> Tanks for the memories, Prime. <laughs> <laughs>
no worse than my pun. I need my avatar. I put like under Rodimus. I put. I can give my left arm for peace. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, he fell apart like a masterpiece Rodimus Prime toy. It's authentic. Totally authentic. I am the mistress of flame. Really? Well, you can call me Carol. <laughs> Not oh, a name. God. It's a title. <laughs> Good lord. That'd be great if I went to Starscream Fart Cloud like Woo! a beard. It's like, out of his prime was just like, Starscream, good to see you, old friend. You look different. I'm going to call you Shit Piece. <laughs> <laughs> Your new name will be Fart Cloud. <laughs> fart oh. Scream. <laughs> fart Star Fart. Come on. <laughs> I've got fart, tons of them. Fart over here. Fart Fart. <laughs> Like Metroplex is so fucking lazy. He's just like, you know, oh, kids waking me up at 9 o'clock in the morning. Oh, fart cloud. I guess I better grab this shit and take care of it. <laughs> Megatron's like, oh, I can hear Chris Lada rolling around in his grave. He's thrilling so much we could, like, turn him into a source of energy. Energy. He's turned into the Large Hadron Collider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was fun. Not the cartoon, of course, but like this. 